Hello and welcome back to Wardam Veterans Been in the Fight. I'm your host, Ben Barenton, and this week our guest is Justin Hotwills Schwab. That's me. Justin is from Fort Walton Beach, Florida, did five years in the Marine Corps, former Marine. MOS, a 6048, a flight equipment man, flight equipment tech. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah, learn work. A little, <laughs> We'll learn a little bit more about that soon. Uh, stationed all around uh, MCS Beaufort, uh, Cherry Point, and Camp Lejeune. Justin is currently a junior in building construction, and we're going to learn a little bit more about him, a little bit more about his story, what brought him to Auburn, and uh, what he's going to be doing going forward is pretty exciting stuff. I know I am. I'm excited personally. Yeah, uh, that's a little selfishly, just because okay. I know what's coming. Right. right. Uh, but uh, so this week, what we're going to do? I got five questions for you. Okay. Okay. Break you in a little icebreaker. Five questions. I like icebreakers. You got, yeah, you got five seconds. Yeah, just tell me what you, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Five seconds on the clock. Oh. Pineapple on a pizza? Yes or no? No. No. Okay. If you could shrink one animal to puppy size and keep it as a pet, what would it be? Elephant. An elephant. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. You're at the movies. Popcorn or M&M's? M&M's in the popcorn. Ah, my man. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That was a trick question. Right. All right. Would you rather lose all of your money or all of your pictures? Mm, money. Money. Okay. I got some good memories in there. And here's the question everyone wants to know. This is probably one of the biggest debates of our generation. Popeye's hot chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A? Ah, uh, see, all right. So haven't had both. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm in that category. I caved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, are we talking about the original or kind of like throw the spicy version? No, in? the spicy. Okay. So I'm sticking with spicy from Chick-fil-A. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, next, next guest. Let's get somebody else. Yeah, in that's fine. Thanks no, no. guys. Thanks. All right. The elephant. That's pretty, pretty interesting. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking of like yeah. a horse. No. Well, okay. I mean, that's fair, but like I went large animal because yeah, yeah. I mean- that would we're talking about puppy size, right? Yeah, yeah, the irony be, is what you're going cool. for. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we learned a little bit more about you. Introduced you a little bit earlier to our to our viewers or to our uh, listeners. Five years in the Marine Corps from Fort Walton Beach. All right. So let's just start off with why the Marines. You know huh. why? Uh, you know what is a sixty forty eight? Also, a like flight equipment man. What is that? I know. You know, in the military or in the Army. I don't think, you know, I'm not sure what that is. You know, we have, you know, they it's, essentially we all do the same job, right. but, you know, just name it a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So how I got in the Marines, chicks dig dress blues. Like that's done, right? I mean, that's true. Right. No. So I uh, grew up Fort Walton Beach, graduated high school, had gone to um, local community college there, mm-hmm. uh, did a, about a semester and a half. It didn't work out. So, right. um, classic tale. Yeah. Of student I think, yeah, we've all, <laughs> we've classic all, tale. I think we all got the same story at the same time I was doing that. I was also an associate manager at the local movie theater that I was working at. Um, oh, so you're super experienced with the popcorn in them and oh, that's yeah, why you're professional. Yeah. That's yeah, you're yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. I've seen every, seen every strategy. Anyway, so I'm, I was associate manager there. Um, life was good. Uh, I dropped out of college and right about that time, our district manager had come into town and decided that they want to offer me the assistant manager position. So they want to make me make me number two at the movie theater. Here's the thing. When you get that high in a movie theater, my feeling was like, you're stuck. Like, that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it becomes a career. Right, exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where I saw, I, like I said, I just dropped right. out of college. And there's nothing wrong for anybody working no, in a career in a movie not theater. Not at all. It's, it's just, just not where I wanted to be. That's, that's not what you wanted to do. Right. So um, this girl that I was kind of seeing at the time, she... Um, she lived next door to local Marine recruiter. 
uh, back this up a little bit. So I had seen him like a year before this. He comes up, introduces himself, and I'm like, cool, man, nice to meet you, Frank. I don't want nothing to do with military. And you're like 21, 20? No, no. So I was like 18 when I first met the guy. Okay. I'm actually back that up even further. Junior year, so we take the ASFAB. Yeah, And yeah, I did yeah. like yeah. really good on the ASFAB, got like mm-hmm. 94 or whatever. So, right. you know, one of those scores where everybody's calling you. Right, right. I met them all. Told them all. Didn't want anything to do with the military. Right. And you still joined the Marines. Yeah. So, like like I said, I nothing crazy. Nothing about the military was what I wanted. Anyway, so they offered me this assistant manager position. Um, dropped out of college, not where I want to be, get over to her house. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning, and old Frank is sitting on our back porch because uh, it's one of those like apartments where there's like a pool in the middle, forms a courtyard. And, uh, you know, Frank's hiding from his wife, smoking a cigarette because she didn't know he smoked. Hope she's not listening. Anyway, so I see him out there, and I'm just like, you know what? Hey, Frank, I'm going to go to work with you in the morning. Next thing I know, I was in uh, – Three months later, I'm in Paris Island, South Carolina in oh, July, wow. like an idiot. Wow. Yeah, that was bad. Bad call there. You know, went, did my three months of boot camp. And- right. And you went to, so I know that, you know, so I came in infantry in the Army, and yeah. we have what's called OSET, um, one station unit training, I believe is what it's called. So I okay. did, you know, like the nine weeks of, or 10 weeks, whatever it was, of basic training. Yeah. And it was just, you know, we didn't have really a graduation or anything. You just, you went to bed that day, and then you woke up the next morning, got smoked, uh, for those that don't know out there, we just did a lot of pe- lot of push ups, lots, uh, a lot of lots of, lot of let's just call it uh, a hit workout. Yeah, we call it we call it incentive training. Incentive training, right? There yeah. we go. Yeah. So they just woke us up early the next day. It was like, hey, congratulations, you're now in infantry school. Right. You okay. know, there's no differentiation between the right. two. Um, so in the Marine Corps, right? So you went through boot camp, and then you you had a graduation. Yeah. Loaded up. So and where to next? Yeah. So like Marine Corps, like we're real we're real traditional. Like you you're like you're not a Marine until you graduate, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're in boot camp, you are recruit that's what mm-hmm. you're called mm-hmm. you're not called like you know you guys are privates right when you're in basic mm-hmm. training they used to call us warriors okay and then they had to stop doing that right right yeah. right so um marine corps it's a little different we're, we're sticklers on a few things so mm-hmm. you go through all of uh you go through all the boot camp and like the night before you graduate is when you finally get your your ega your eagle globe and anchor mm-hmm. which is the oh, marine yeah. corps insignia that's when you finally get you're not allowed to wear that until you become a marine right so, right. So basically you go through your, your 13 weeks of boot camp night before you graduate, you're given that you have a full on graduation ceremony. And then, um, you get 10 days with the call it boot leave. Basically it's 10 days to do, you know, whatever you want, go home. But 10 days after you graduate, you have to be in anybody who's not infantry. So basic infantrymen. Well, we all end up at the same place, but right. so we, so everybody that's not infantry goes through what we call MCT, uh, Marine combat training, mm-hmm. which is, basically a three-week crash course on how to be an infantryman because Marine Corps, every Marine's a rifleman. Right. So, you know, at any time you can stop doing whatever your job is doing and pick yeah. up a rifle. Like clearing, uh, you know, glass houses. Yep. Clearing yep. Houses, you know, stuff yeah. Stuff like that. So we yeah, did yeah. All, all that stuff. Just like yeah. I said, it's just slim down version. Yeah. And um, it's at the same place that, they, that the regular infantrymen go, mm-hmm. the 0311s. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we're there for 24 days and then – I went aviation, so basically anybody that went aviation in the Marine side, you piled up on a bus and drove down from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Pensacola, Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. except when you're packed on a bus with a bunch of people who've been in the field for three That's weeks. That's true. It's, yeah. not, it's not nice. It's mm-hmm. not pleasant. I still remember that. Anyway, so I get down to Jacksonville. Now, the Pensacola, Florida part, that was pretty cool. So I get down there and- Is that NAS? NAS Pensacola. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right yeah. where the Blue Angels are. I've yep. seen practice every day. Yep, yep, yep. So we went through- I went. That's where I actually did my. We call it a school. So mm-hmm. that my my primary school, 
Um, most most school other... stands for advanced school. Uh, no, it's just like A, like this day. It's like the first gotcha. letter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, so like any almost everybody that went aviation, they go down to Pensacola for A school. You learn the basics of whatever job you're going into. Right. Most people from there went spread out throughout the country at different bases. Went through what they called C school. Mm-hmm. C is in the letter C. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to B school. It's hmm. it's Marine Corps. We interesting. Know, we screw things up sometimes. Wow. Yeah. You just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> It's gone. Cool. We, have, we don't gone. talk about it. We decided it was unnecessary. We just moved on. Boom. All right. So you joined aviation, flight equipment men, which is the equi- like what? What is that? Yeah. So the Navy calls it a PR, a parachute rigger. Okay. So and that's what we call in the, in the Army. We have parachute riggers yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Those guys and girls, those those soldiers, at least in in my world, you know, because still serving, still yeah. in an airborne unit. Those you you don't want to piss those people off. <laughs> right. Those are they the got last a lot of power in their hands. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they're the ones getting the coffee in the mornings. They're the ones you know. Hey, sure. I got you a donut here. Yeah. Got this. Hey, what's yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. Where's your Christmas card? Right. From there, how long is that? How long's parachute rigger? So I was in actual school itself was four months, but I was down in Pensacola for almost six. Just you get down there, kind of waiting to class up, right? Stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. Whenever I ended up reclassing to something different later, but it happened over Christmas Exodus. Yeah, and so I ended up getting you know an extra month or two, right? Just kind of to hang, and you know, it's awesome. Uh, I say it's awesome, like in the moment you think it's kind of like eh, it's whatever, but looking yeah. back on it, it's one of those things. Where it's like, gosh, yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, just doing stupid stuff. <laughs> No. Um, so then uh, MCS Beaufort. 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 So there okay. is a Beaufort, North Carolina. Okay. That is not where we were, All and right. locals will tell you that. Where is Beaufort? Beaufort is uh, right next to Paris Island, South Carolina. Ooh. So, uh, to, yeah, nutshell, my Marine Corps career was spent in South Carolina, back mm-hmm. to Pensacola, which is basically Fort Walton, where I'm from, back up to North Carolina, and then back down to Beaufort. That was... Yeah, so Cherry Point, far. Cherry Point's also also in North Carolina. It's just on the other side just of the forest, east coasting it up. Yeah, I got you. Basically, the Carolinas and Florida. That yeah, was... so you've been sweating basically yeah. for the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Actually, matter matter of fact, it's a quick story. MCT. So one day it was like eighty degrees during the day, mm-hmm. and I, if you've ever been in North Carolina, yep. so like temperature can change. You know, just quickness. Yeah. So we're in our camis, sweating all day. Camis are soaked. We go to sleep. We you know fold up your camis, all nice and neat. And uh, temperature drops to like 20 degrees. Oh, yeah. So we had to wake up that morning and literally crack our camis open. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I still remember doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember being, uh, we were doing a field exercise once, and uh, I was in a position, uh, this was in um, like right on the Arkansas-Oklahoma border Okay. Um, in December, and I can remember freezing to the ground. Yeah. You know, like that whole, like you finally, you go to get up, exercise called, and you go to stand up and like... The ground comes with you, you know, right. like the, the the leaves, whatever. Like, oh my gosh, it was miserable. I remember that was the, that was probably one of the closest times where I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, there there's are, a lot of those moments. Yeah, you, like yeah. you have those moments yeah. where you're thinking about it, and you know, if you for those that listened last week, you know, I asked uh, Jay House, you know, what was that moment? What are those moments? And everybody, no matter what your job is, there are always those moments. And I specifically remember that moment being like. You know, I'm getting paid the exact same mm. as like an admin, right? Who's like That's the right. exact same pay, the exact same you know benefits, the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm choosing to be miserable. Like, right. what's wrong with me? Right. Actually, so I have a story like the exact opposite of that. I did a little. We did an exercise out in 29 Palms, mm-hmm. California, Southern yeah. California. Yeah. Uh, in July, uh, Marine Corps likes to do things in July. Right. They're, they're big fans of that. Right. Um. So we're working on a, we're at the flight line, it's an expedition flight line, so it's metal, it's like big Lego pieces they put together in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. 
But um, anyway, so it's July. It's like 100-something degrees on this metal flight deck, and our boots are literally sticking to the deck. And, you know, it just looks like a whole bunch of pieces of gum on your shoe as it's coming up. But it's not. It's your shoe. And if you stood still long enough, you got stuck. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was my moment that you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The, it's, it, you look back, and um, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. But what's not crazy is you can get on YouTube and find other countries. You know, we yeah. sit there and they do either just as dumb or it's dumber. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, let's, yeah, yeah. It's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, it's the same everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you did five years. Five years. Five years, parachute rigger. During that time, so did you go to airborne school as well? No. So I uh, I did have to, so that's like your graduation. You mm-hmm. jump with your own shoot. So that was, that was a fun little moment. Whoa, right? that's awesome. Yeah, little reality check. Wow. Just so you know, every parachute rigger you've ever met knows how to pack a parachute because yeah. they're alive. Wow. Okay, so, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right? That's the ultimate. Right. You know, sniper yeah. school, you have final There's shot. There's only one way to graduate. Shot. Yeah, only one way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've got, I've got so much respect for for riggers. All right, so you did five years. So at what age did you did you join? So I was nineteen when I when I enlisted. Nineteen when you enlisted. So you get out. Twenty four. Where are you at now? What are you doing? So I originally went. I had some. I had friends that were living in um, uh, north side of Lake Pontchartrain in Louisiana. So I was over there for like six months. Um, you just love sweating, don't you? Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. All of it. it's a big fan. Wow. Big fan. Okay. So uh, I was over there for. Yeah, no, so I was basically working in a warehouse delivering cabinets in the summer. Did that for about six months. Had a job opportunity come up back home, back mm-hmm. in uh, Fort Walton Beach, for a, a defense contractor. It's basically overhauling, maintaining, servicing land-based defense radars. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's a huge change. Yeah, it's it's big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Um, so, movie theater. Yes. Manager. Right. Marine. Yes. Parachute rigger. Right. Warehouse, what what was it? Uh, like cabinets, like for houses. Cabinets. Yeah, I was delivering those. Okay. Not even installing them, just delivering just them. Just delivering them. But yeah. then what was the government contract? Uh, land-based defense radar overhaul and maintenance. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you now how old are you? So you get done. You're almost. You're going into Auburn now. Is that yeah. the last thing you did up for Auburn? So Yeah, but I ended up doing that for like seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was actually it was good money. Like traveled all over the country. Actually traveled all over the world overhauling and maintaining these radar systems. So made, made some good money. Um, yeah. But actually, so that's that's kind of like how I ended up at Auburn. So I was doing that and you know, having a great time. Make like I said, making a lot of money. You got like I got my hourly rate, and then when you're out on the road, we were working like 70 hours a week, so it was like 30 hours of overtime. And then we also got per diem, like flat rate per diem. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they paid whatever the price was for that town. Right, right, right. That's what they deemed, and that's what they gave to me, and I could stay wherever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So if I decided I want to stay at the Motel Six, whatever's left over for the night. Went in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And um, everybody that I worked with were all in their like 50s. And they had been doing this job for like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And you start to kind of evaluate. Yeah. You, I mean, when you're working right next to what your future is going to be, mm-hmm. right? You figure it out. And uh, basically, I'm working with a whole bunch of guys that were broken down. Right. Because there is a lot of physical work to this. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, going back to, you know, that's whole non-traditional student veteran. Yeah. Um, you know who you are now. You know, just recapping all the stuff that you had done before you were even a student at yeah. Auburn. Yeah. It just kind of goes to show, like, it's incredible how, like, the depth and breadth of knowledge that student veterans bring to the table. Right. As a student, yep. you know, you had how many years? You know, fifteen years yeah. of 
work experience in a wildly yeah. uh, crazy spectrum of the workforce. Yeah. And yet you're in class learning like English lit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. I, 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 I kind of said that last semester, um, you know, just based off some of the experiences I had, some of the people I've brie- briefed, uh, some of the, you know, the opportunities that I've been extremely fortunate to have, especially in the capacity. And then like that, you know, yeah. the sw- like a light switch. I'm sitting there, you know, next to an 18-year-old, 19-year-old yeah. in English lit thinking, okay, what did I do? Right, because at no point when I was trouncing through the deserts of Iraq was I thinking about, you know, what I want to know, I want to write about Edgar Allan Poe right now. Which, big fan, actually. I'm actually Actually the exact opposite. Really? I hate I I loved, I'm not going to lie, like the English lit class I had to take here, one of the best classes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Are you as much of a fan of Edgar Allan Poe as he was of laudanum? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably not. Okay. I just it was it was fascinating to uh, to kind of actually take my education serious for once. I guess. No, you know? I took him very yeah, serious too. But I know. But I'm just saying. You know, I just as a student veteran, as that non-traditional student, that one of the biggest uh, mentality differences between us and, and a, a traditional student is, like you said, we nine times out of ten, every student veteran went to college right out of high oh, school at some always. point in time. Yes. Always. Oh, yeah. Did a semester, two semesters, yeah. and then this the same phrase, eh, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> right. You know, which is code for, we all, well, we all know. Right. We, yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So uh, once we have that opportunity, you know, to come back to Auburn across the board, like again, as, as, like yeah. I said with Jay House. You don't take it for advantage, or you don't um, take it for granted, I'm sorry. Right. And uh, it's just incredible to see that, you know, with every student veteran that I talk to. So before we get into kind of what you're doing here at Auburn, I'd like this time to to uh, to give back to uh, Weagle Radio 91.1. Without them, this would not be possible. This is, you know, what you're hearing on the other side is all due to them. We're just sitting here running our mouths. Yeah. So, Big big shout out, big thank you to Weagle ninety one point one, and sure. uh, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got to do, give them some love. All right, so going into this next segment, you're done with the fifteen years of every other right. career path you could have been. Right, two separate times, and probably let's be honest, three. So you're working in the movie theater, you're saying, hey, you know, maybe this is not where I want to see myself in twenty years. Yeah. And then you're in the Marine Corps and, you know, whatever reason why you got out. But I know like one reason for me to kind of get out of infantry and like move into a different route was, you know, your body. You know, you you, you do. And there's nothing wrong with doing, you know, combat arms or some of those hardcore jobs for 30 years, 20 years. Um, Because if you can do it, oh my, we need them. Right. Sure. I just, you know, I was seeing, you know, injury after injury, you know, whatever. And uh, so you, you kind of move on. And then so you kind of have something like that. You move into uh, working with these gentlemen who are all in their 50s and 60s. They're all kind of broken down as well. Yeah. And you kind of have that realization, hey, you know, is this what I want? Is this what I want to do? Yeah. Is that who I want to be? Yeah, like money was great. You know, I mean, I, I could have made that kind of money forever and been totally happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so somewhere along the way, I, I realized that I need, to, I need to get my butt in school, mm-hmm. back in school, try this again. So I actually ended up, uh, coming off the road, as we say, so I stopped traveling and was working just in the me- mechanical shop there, and I was able to go to school at night. Finished my associate's degree at the same school that I started at. Nice. So I like to tell people it only took me 13 years to get my associates. Right, right. Right, so I'm trying to get that bachelor's in a little less. Yeah. Trying to come in under that. 
Yeah, I uh, ended up getting, I've got two associates before I came here, and I kept asking them, I was like, how many associates you have to get before it adds up right. to a bachelor's? I feel like, yeah. And I, I just like, put them together. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't, two, yeah, it doesn't work. Two and way. two, no? No, I yeah. asked, I asked. Yeah. All right, so continue. All right, so yeah, so by the time I decided, I, you know, or by the time I started going to school, I pretty much knew that Auburn was where I was going to go, wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Why, though? Okay, so growing up in Northwest Florida, especially back in, back when I did it in the 90s, um, everyone is either a Florida State or an Alabama fan. Like, that was oh, just, yeah. that's, that's who it was. Uh, you know, a few Florida fans in there because the old ball coach had shown up by then. So, mm-hmm. But it basically Florida State or Alabama. And uh, back then, Terry was the coach up mm-hmm. here. So Auburn played. That would be the Terry Bowden. The. The. Terry Bowden. Yep. Okay. So Auburn played Florida State a lot, too, as long as, as, long as Alabama every year. Yep. And, uh, you know, half the family wants to be a Florida State fan. Other half wants me to be an Alabama fan. And there you are. And here I am, right? So I, I didn't want to make half of them mad and make the other, other half happy. So I decided, just make them all mad. Right. I'm just, yeah, screw yeah. all of y'all. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be an Auburn fan. War damn. Yeah, war damn. Okay. And uh, so you've been an Auburn fan since you were little. I've been an Auburn fan, uh, yeah, since I can remember, like, watching football. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, so it's just been Auburn. I've been the only one in the family. Yeah, growing yeah. up. Mom has sw- since changed, though. Now that I'm here, mom yeah. is, is fully on board now. Oh, absolutely. That's how, you right. know, my mom, shout out to yeah. Patty. She was like that. Yeah. Always an Alabama fan or, you know, and a lot of people on that side of the family, big Alabama fans. I was always the Auburn fan, and I convinced my little sister, Anna, to be, you know, whatever, you know, she wanted to be an Auburn fan because I was an Auburn fan. You know, right. One of those kind of right, things. Right, right. Uh, um, everybody else was an Alabama fan, too, other than... Katie, the middle sister, she uh, she actually so Katie and Anna both came to Auburn, both graduated undergrads. Uh, Katie did her graduate degree here as well, um, and <laughs> talked to Katie and so, you know, she came to to Auburn, did architecture, yeah, crushed it. Uh, was like miss everything over there. Yeah, that's impressive because uh, yeah. architecture here. Oh yeah, no I joke. Mean, yeah, she. I mean, yeah. she and then went on and did the uh, construction masters in construction management. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she did all that. But anyway, so then once Katie and Anna came here, then you know, mom started wearing the shirts. Yeah, and then, yeah there it you know, goes. Started right? bleeding. We're taking mm-hmm. over. Yeah, we're that, taking over. That's what you do. You just yeah. got to plant the seed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so cool. So you're an Auburn fan growing up. You're finally getting done, and you put in the application. When did you? So when did you start? You're a junior, but. You've only been here probably two years, year and a so half. So I came here August of 2018. I guess I'm about to finish up two years. Gotcha. Here and so and why construction, building construction? Yeah. So my granddad, um, he did construction, um, and it, like it's funny. So like I can go all these places all over town, back home, or you know, next town over, Blue Water, mm-hmm. and there's all these buildings that were built by my granddad, and I think that's like the coolest thing in the world. Like, oh, nice, like yeah. granddad's been gone forever, right? But he still exists in the town because like there's the buildings that he built. And I just think that's awesome. Like you can go yeah. build, you know, you build a good building and it's you can there. leave your legacy. It's there, for, you know, for all intents and purposes forever. I mean, right. it's not, but you know, it's there for a long time. Right. And, uh, the legacy. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, if I'm going to go learn how to build a good building, I need a good building construction education. Auburn's like the best in the country, so it was just a win-win for me. That's awesome. Like it was just full-on winning. Yeah, yeah. For those out there, I'm going to tell on uh, Hot Wheels a little bit here. 4.0. Yeah, Auburn. Yeah, yeah it's got a 4.0 here. A real showboat. Okay, showing everybody up. Yeah, I right. mean, like if you're going to do something, right? I mean, I like, get it. just be perfect. Right, right. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, you're here, you're getting done, you're in the program, you're going to crush it. Uh, what else, you know, so you're part of the ASVA. I am. Um, before, you know, I started about a year ago, came in vice president, now president, and now, and then we, you know, we had a lot of people kind of, a lot of turnover. Yeah. We brought you in, did the philanthropy piece for us. Yep. However, the semester before I got here, you worked with Kyle Venable, a good bit on the Operation Iron Ruck, right? Yes. So, well, um, wait, you're talking about the one that we did before you got Yeah, here. the first one. So I actually did not work. You didn't? No. Okay, but you- So that's you, actually how I got involved with the ASVA. Okay, okay. I, uh, so that was that was in November of 2018, was okay. the first one. Um, but ASVA is the Auburn Student Veterans Association. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, August of 2018 is when I showed up here, and I actually was not involved at all with the ASVA uh, up until that point. I didn't do anything. I- I would go into the VRC and, and use the you know printing services that are available for the veterans. Right. And so I you know I would do that. So I'd see some people, but I didn't really do I didn't do much. I'd shown up to a couple of tailgates. I think that was right. about it really. And um, Kyle uh, Kyle Venable like one day he was he was at the time he was the president right. of the of the ASVA El Prez yeah the Prez El Jefe yeah El Jefe and uh, he's, he's like hits me up and he's like hey uh, you want to go walk from here to Tuscaloosa I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, like Marines aren't the smartest, right? Um, so yeah, no, I just got asked if I wanted to be like just participating. I was just a participant the first time, and uh, mm-hmm. so for all of our listeners out there that are not familiar what OIR or Operation Iron Ruck is, can you give us a little just kind of a down down dirty back brief of kind of how it started? Yeah, where it's at now. You know, once you took the reins, this this past uh, year, just kind of give us a, a, a down and dirty of what all happened and what it's kind of transformed yeah, into. Yeah, so Operation Iron Ruck is an event that was Kyle Venable, Mike Patterson, uh, Cody Pemberton up in Tuscaloosa, up at the University of Alabama. I guess it was kind of like their brainchild. Uh, it was their idea. They came up with it. I think it was, it was mainly Kyle's idea. But uh, they so they kind of came up with this, this thing. They wanted to do something together. They wanted to do something that kind of brought the schools together for a bigger cause. And that bigger cause was uh, veteran suicide awareness. So they came up with the idea that if they wanted to get a lot of people to pay attention to this issue, they had to do something big. And that was to get the University of Alabama and Auburn University together mm-hmm. during Iron Bowl week. The Southern Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's like the biggest, you know, biggest football event in this state for sure. For sure. Yeah. One and, of the biggest rivalries. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a lot of eyes on it, and so it was just kind of a perfect opportunity, that perfect storm to bring, right. you know, whether it be an Auburn program or an Alabama program, if you live in the state of Alabama, you're yeah. one of the other. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, nine times out of ten, you're going to be either an Auburn or Alabama I think you have fans. to declare it on your birth certificate, you right? You do, yeah. yeah you just yeah. not Republican or Democrat. It's, right, yeah, yeah. Auburn okay. or Alabama. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, so there's the entire state's eyes are on it. The first year is from... So it's first year, first year uh, mm-hmm. 2018, it started here. Okay. Uh, we left here that Wednesday morning and walked uh, all the way up to uh, Bryant Dean Stadium, Tuscaloosa. Over three days. Started, yeah. So it was well, seventy-five hours. Okay, is, that was that's what. Yeah, basically comes down to about seventy-five hours, roughly. And it's a it's an around-the-clock movement. Uh, breaks up into three teams. Um, each team walks about seven miles, and then they rest for seven miles, and then you cycle. Basically, you cycle through. You re- well, you rest for fourteen miles, essentially. Right. right? You cycle through. So. When it's all said and done, each team walks about 50 miles. It's 151 miles uh, mm-hmm. from here to there. And last year, you know, or that first year, there's been two iterations now. There that have. first year, going from Auburn to Alabama, 
you know, yes, there was a lot of preparation. Yes, there was a lot that went into it. Right. But with it being that first one, there was yeah. still a lot of... There was way more unknowns than right. there were preparation. Just Right. And know. so that's kind of, from what I've heard, yeah. you know, that was the semester right before I came. Yeah. You know, for everything from what I've heard, that that was kind of part of the fun, you know, kind of oh, was thinking yeah. back on so it. So like you know, one of the even, unknowns, for example, is uh, about two o'clock in the morning, walking through, I think we're somewhere near Canton. Mm-hmm. Or Clanton, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I remember. So it was two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, but uh, we had a guy come out uh, with chainsaw. Yeah, uh, didn't didn't much like us. This could his... only be true in Alabama, <laughs> right? Yeah, didn't much like us uh, near his property, and um, came out with chainsaw running and paced with us across his front yard, step for step, until we moved on about and away from his house. Never said a word to him. I said hello a few times. He just he just read the chainsaw. Wow. We decided to keep on moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, you make it there. It's finished. It's done. Y'all come back. I started in the in yep. January this past year. You know, we have a leadership turnover, and all of a sudden we start prepping. Yeah, um, we. You know, you come in. You're you started off as the Operation Iron Ruck um, coordinator. I guess is kind of what we called it at the time. They kind of developed yeah. into full-blown director of Operation Iron Rug. Yeah, that, that snowballed quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you and Slade, who's the Alabama yep. president, you know, y'all both were on the Paul Feinbaum show. We were. Y'all, we were. how many times did Surprisingly you guys- Surprisingly firm handshake by Mr. Feinbaum, oh, by wow. the way. I just okay. distinctly remember yeah. that. So just kind of take us through what, uh, you know, the process of, you know, I know we carry 22 pounds, of yep. goods on our backs, uh, or, or y'all did. Yeah. And um, then all of that food, like where does all that money go? Where does all that food go? You know, walk us through the, the yeah, end, so, at least on the philanthropic side of it. Yeah, so what we do is we, we raise in like donatable items, um, you know, non-perishable food goods, clothing items, toothbrushes, you know, hygiene items, any, anything that can be donated and what um, to ve- the various uh, mm-hmm. veteran shelters across the state. Okay, and was it three hots on a cot? And- yeah, we also kind of expanded out to some homeless veteran shelters too. So yeah, three hots on a cot was one of our big manufacturers, and then um, there's a homeless veteran shelter in Tuskegee that uh, ended up getting a lot of our a lot of our items that we were able to collect. So what we do is we take those items, we collect them in, and we take 22 pounds of them, and those go into our rucksacks, and that's what we carry. So that's mm-hmm. our, our 22 pounds. And for those that don't know what the 22 pounds or why we chose 22 pounds um it on average it's 22 veterans per day that succumb to suicide mm-hmm. so um it's and that's all, that's across the country yeah that's you know? yeah that's nationwide and you know why it's so important to us here at auburn and one of the you know i'm sure you know for you and you and kyle with that many veteran suicides almost Every single veteran either knows someone or know you're either once or twice removed at least right. from knowing yeah. someone who's either attempted suicide yep. or has you know yep. succumbed to suicide. Um, and you know, and you can I'm sure you've got a lot of the statistics too uh, in your head, but just some of the stuff that I you know I pulled up from VA, the Veterans Affairs website, the National Veteran Suicides in 2016, uh, six thousand seventy nine uh, across the nation. And in Alabama, it was 128. However, Alabama, between the ages of 18 to 34, so yep. that's college-age students, that's yep. the majority of student veterans, that's 52% yeah. of student veterans that are our age, college-age, student yeah. veteran age, 
commit suicide right. after leaving the military. Um, that's in Alabama. That's in, yeah. And so Alabama, unfortunately, has one of the highest, number two. Number two. Number two in the country, yeah. highest veteran suicide rate. The South has, I think, the highest, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then the national, uh, just within that, you know, it's almost across the board, 40 to 50 percent or 55 percent um, of the 18 to 34 um, I cut some of the other ones, you know, it's across genders, it's across yeah. races. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't care what gender yeah, you are at all. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and with that, you know, even in all branches, uh, I was looking at it earlier, and there was another um, break, you know, the Army. Army has um, her active component, so the active duty, your your Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, has about a 25, in 2018, had a 25% suicide rate. Yeah. Um, the Reserves had a 22.9%. Uh, and surprisingly, the National Guard, um, you know, being in the National Guard now, I find this extremely alarming. The National Guard has actually the highest suicide yeah. rate of all components at 30.6%. The Army National Guard, thirty-five point three. Yeah, um, and you know you pair that with the Army National Guard, Alabama veterans in general. Yeah, you know Alabama being a state uh, full of veterans. Um, I think, yeah, Alabama is one of the. One I think the, we're number one with the most veterans in the country right, per, per capita. Per capita. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's like one out of nine yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, so you know you start doing doing the math, and that's a large section of the population that's you know, in the state that's just taking their own lives for, you know, for various reasons. It, it's a thing that unfortunately just affects everybody. So, um, you know, the biggest thing we were trying to do with Operation Iraq is, you know, raise that awareness. And, and what, you know, a lot of times what happens is that these, is they, they're thinking about this for a little bit of time. And if they just know, you know, that, that we're out there, we're available. Like, you know, I, I was passing out my cell phone number to people. You know, I, I got no problem with that. My biggest thing, you know, when doing that was, hey, you know, if this is something you're thinking about, how about let's just, won't you, you and I go have a cup of coffee first? Let's just, right. we'll go have a cup of coffee and then, and then we'll figure some stuff out. Yeah. Take that day. Take that step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so in 2016, the VA found that 9.8% of the adult population of Alabama were veterans. Yeah. And of that 10% of Alabama's population, half yes, were right. between the age of 18 and 34 student veterans those were the ones that committed the most suicide. Yeah. It's alarming. Yeah. Especially with the amount of resources that we have on yeah. campus. You know, this is a real, like, tangible thing that we see day in and day out, something that we can actually combat, something that we That's can right. actually uh, <clears throat> do something about. And it was just, it's a, it's amazing. It's beautiful what the state of Alabama and, you know, Student Veterans of America uh, as a whole, the VA. Yeah. Um, the American Legion did a lot. That's right. Um, so it's just kind of it's incredible to see with everything going on in the world during Iron Bowl during that week that became you know this the center focus. Yeah. And to the point to where it's bleeding over. It's not just that week. Uh, what was it? Uh, Governor Ivy. Governor Ivy uh, declared uh November or November thirtieth, two thousand nineteen, which was the day of the Iron Bowl right. as. Operation Iron Ruck Day yeah. in the state an of Alabama. official decree. That's the right. State of Alabama. That's right. Operation Iron on Ruck the day, day of an Iron Bowl. So right. I mean, like that means according to the governor, 
this right. was more important, which should be. Right, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, when you super, when you can supersede the Iron Bowl, you're doing good things. Absolutely. And, you know, the amount of eyes that we were able to get on, whether it be SEC Live. That's right. Um, uh, what were some of the other stations? I know all across the, the state, um, between you and Matt Jones, who's yeah, the vice we, president. We hit up a bunch of people. Um, a couple was at the Fox affiliate up there in Birmingham. Uh, I know myself and Michael Pixley went on uh, CBS, was it WRBC, CBS affiliate yep. there in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Did some talk radio shows also up in Birmingham. And, uh, you know, a lot of the various print publications we were able to get into also. You know, whether or not we reach anyone this year or next year, you know, there's always that, if I can reach one person. That's right. That's exactly know. right. That's, and that's what I tell everybody. If I, if, if just for the one, you know, if just for that one, the one day during those three days that we were able to drop that number to 21 instead of 22, then it was a success. And I will gladly walk 150 more miles. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, going forward, we're, we're, you know, we're talking with the university of Georgia, uh, you yep. know, possibly trying to get something set up with them. Sure. It works out perfectly with Alabama because it's always Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we have so that week, no school. Yeah. Right. We don't have that school. Uh, but you know, we're trying to do something with Georgia. We're, you know, yeah. we're trying to do it's about something. the same distance. Yeah. You know, I mean, Georgia's not exactly that far off in our numbers. Right. So, um, yeah, if we could get them involved, and that would, I think that would be a big deal. Absolutely. Um, I believe it's the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. They ended up um, starting their ruck. Yeah. You know, they did a similar thing where they walk across the desert, desert yeah. and they carry <laughs> the dog tags um, of the amount of veteran suicides. I believe um, that year, and I know this year we, we started that, we incorporated it into ours. Right. We carried um, 22. Right. Seven, and yeah. it's a, you know, it's just a huge movement um, that, not only across the board, everyone's passionate about simply because it's personal. Yeah. It's right there. It's real. Yeah. Um, it's not just a student veteran issue. It's uh, like, it's a no, human yeah, issue I it's mean, across a, the board. Right. It's a mental all, health thing. And, and, you know, it's, that's the thing, you know, our platform is, is this, is veterans and, and going, you know, helping them out and basically getting the resources out there for everyone to be aware of and for them to use and, like most things, right? When the military can develop something, it spills out into the public. So, you know, if that's what we use, that's we don't want to stop there. We, we're going to keep going. It's, all the PTSD and stress, and you know, whatever the case is that that is causing you to, it is a mental health thing that that leads you to this. So, if we can just kind of do our part to to put an end to it or stop it, slow it down. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, and and it goes like I said, it goes again with college students and it's really yep. that age group that 18 to 25 yep. um, and then for veterans obviously 18 to kind of 35 um, and then the next highest are it's 55 and up it's those veterans yeah. who served in a time that has passed that people has forgotten yeah. about those those either those wars or you know whatever and they find themselves alone and yep. that's kind of i know personally you know and again i've been trying you know we want to be real this is a student veteran podcast and we want to get that message out there you know j- although in like when um <clears throat> jay house and i we talked about you find those breaking points yeah in your training yeah um with that there come breaking points in life you know and yeah. In the military, there's a huge mindset of, you know, you have to be this person. You have to be strong. You have to be, um, you have to be strong for yourself, for your family, for whomever, and you can't ever break. You just kind of bottle yeah. it in, you yeah. know, there's a can't saying, in, the yeah, there's yeah. a saying in the military, embrace the suck, Yeah, you know, embrace the yeah. suck. And unfortunately that works 
and when you're yeah. in the suck, like yeah. when you're going through something really shitty, yeah, it that's works. basically you know what the idea was behind Operation Iron Ruck. Absolutely, yeah. And but the thing is, is military members are never taught how to really deal past that. Yeah, you learn that from the beginning. You learn that when it really sucks to kind of yeah. push you through. But then, what do you do with all that? You yeah, know? see, that's the big thing. You know, that was like what I talked about. You know, when you're when you're typically you know like when you're in, you're around your unit, you're around a bunch of guys that know you. They can usually pick up on a problem before you can. Yeah. Um, it's when you get out and when you kind of go on your own and become isolated with uh, with your own demons mm-hmm. that they start to take over, and that's when the problem is. And you know, that, again, that's that's what the whole point of that event was: is the two schools come together, putting aside our rivalry, even during the Iron Bowls. Like this thing's way bigger. There's places out there. We're out there. Like there are people that care. You know, you just we're right here. Come see us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to the next segment, okay. uh, my number, 256-630-0924 for anyone. You know, if you're listening to this, give it to somebody. Give me a call. If you want to give yours. That's right. Yeah. Eight five, uh, so my number is 850-855-1060. You can email me, jrs0143 at auburn.edu. Like I said, yeah. just have out. a cup of coffee. Absolutely. Know? Whenever, yeah. no, like whenever um, – it's 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 a, it's never a bad time to call. Never. It's always a great time to call if yes. you're in that situation. Yes. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline it's available 24 hours a day. It's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And if I'm not mistaken, the VA just put out a veteran hotline. Yes. Um, well, which, it's, it's uh, so it's the same number. You just okay. press one once you call that number. Okay. And that just takes you straight to the veteran thing. Or you can call the VA directly, and as soon as that little machine starts talking, you can press seven, and it'll take you straight there. Right. Um, uh, you can even text eight three eight two five five, and that'll take yes, you right there right. too. So there's a number of opportunities out there. Um, we're trying to get that number down. I know, depending on where you're at, that number goes up. Sometimes it goes yeah. down, but across the board, we're trying to get it to zero. That's right. That's the, that's the magic In number. Game. Right. Um, anything more than that is one too many. That's right. So to transition off of that, uh, not right. to put any less importance on it, but we're you know, just moving through the podcast. Okay. Last thing we're going to talk about, okay, so going forward. Okay. All right. I'm graduating in May. Right. There's going to be some new people taking That's over. Right. Um, I, I'm really excited about where we're going to be sure. this, this time next year. However, you know, what what other programs are you involved with? Um, I know that you, another man behind the beard, has a little secret. Right. Uh you're on the equestrian team, the I- IHSA. IHSA. Okay. Right. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. So that all started um, with we were kind of like this past summer, or not this past summer, summer before. Um, we were able to kind of get in with the with them over there at the uh, Equine Center and, and do some volunteer work. If you wanted to go out there and and you know basically just if you want to go out there and pet some horses, right. they were willing to let you do it as long as you did a few things like brush them. It was right. real, real tough work. but um, And that was kind of the beginning stages of Operation War Horse. Yeah, correct? we had this idea for Operation War Horse. Or it's kind of like our little unofficial equine therapy situation. That was kind of how we got it started. Um, I went out there quite a few times. Uh, we had uh, Chris Beeman, Beeman went yep. out there a bunch. Um, I know like, I told people, you know, a couple people asked me, like, well, you know, why are you like going out there and, you know, picking up horse poop? You don't pick up a whole lot of horse poop back then, but 
But uh, honestly, like I sit there and talk to the horse, and sometimes I tell people that's the most intelligent conversation I'll have all day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's beautiful out there. Too. Oh man, it is. If you haven't been out there, it is. It is just a great place yeah. to be. So you you went out there. It kind of started off yep. Operation War Horse, yep. and then you know we've been pushing, trying to you know get involved, do whatever yep. you can on campus, and you try out for the club. Yeah, the our uh, our first meeting, our ASVA meeting in August this past mm-hmm. August, mm-hmm. we had uh, Miss Katie Renfro showed up and she, you know just kind of announced what they were what they were doing, what was going on. She also announced that there was tryouts. I think that following Saturday. Yeah, something. Yeah, like it was that. like yeah, it was that Saturday, and. Uh, and I'm like, hey, uh, and she's like, you know, anybody could come. It doesn't matter what your riding level or experience level is. You know, anybody can come try out. So, I, you know, usually when somebody says that, they're like, you know, if you've only been riding for a year, right. you can come out. You had out. zero experience. No, yeah, I hadn't ridden a horse ever. Right. Not not once. Right. And, and you uh, know, we are an equestrian school. Right. Yeah, it's and, kind of intimidating. Right, right? super I mean, intimidating. Like nas- multiple championships yeah, absolutely. out there. Undefeated yeah. last year. Yeah. Just state-of-the-art facilities. Yeah. And then here you are. Never having done this, yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm Let's try it. out, giddy up, I'm going, yeah. Here I go, and you made it. Oh, I made the team, yeah, awesome, yeah, awesome. So. Now let's be clear here. I did not make the team that wins national championships. Right, right, right. Let's right, right. be completely honest with right. that. Those girls get recruited at a young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you still made the club team. That's still right. involved. Still representing the ASVA. So what all what all is going on with that? I know we're trying to do a lot of uh, yeah. So you know, being with the ASVA and on the IHSA uh, equestrian team, we're trying to do some stuff to kind of you know time together, and uh, you know some some ideas have been thrown around about you know possibly expanding the Operation Warhorse and essentially kind of having us quote unquote adopt one of the horses out there, and that can be like one horse that we take care of and we're responsible for you know making sure it's neat and trim and clean and right. gets bathed and. And there may, you know, be some riding opportunities with that and things like that. There's some other opportunities that are available um, for our, our single members of the ASVA if if they'd like to possibly, in a, in a fundraising effort. Right. Ideas been thrown out there. We could maybe auction off some dates. Right. So they the the equestrian team had approached the ASVA. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, right. Uh, as far as a fundraising to go on a date with single veterans on campus. That's right. Correct. That's right. But then the the equest like the championship equestrian. Team. Right. So oh. like all yeah all wow. those yeah so it's it's all about you know horse riding's expensive. So that's going to be uh, so if all the Auburn student veterans out there, if you are single and you are interested, there's going to be a charity event that we're going to be putting on later on in the school year. We're trying to figure. Yeah, that we're out. trying to work out a bunch of the details and stuff now. Right. So, um, so let's go. Last question: What's something that you learned from the military at a younger age that you could you would want to pass on to student veterans, veterans, and the student body as a whole? To, yeah. To for, have success here at Auburn. Yeah, so like the one big thing, and I, I think you, I think I even heard uh, you and Jay House talk about the same thing last week is treating treating it like a job. Like I, when you're here, like when you, as a student, if you're a full time student, that is your full time job. When you graduate, you get your degree, you're going to go out the working world. Temp- typically, you're going to be on salary. What does that mean? You're probably going to be working at least fifty hours a week. So you should dedicate fifty hours a week set aside in your schedule. Like that's when you're a student. That's when you're working as, as a student. That's so that's what you're doing. And that's pretty much what I do. Um, you know, if you can get away with only doing forty, absolutely do that too. But you got to treat it like it's your job. Right. You got to, you know, again, turning those those things into your professors. That's would right. You do, would you turn it into your boss? That's right. Showing up early. Yeah. You know, don't show up. And I, you know, Listen, there's one thing there I would have told. There is not a professor out there in any college ever 
that doesn't is not aware of who it is it is that's showing up five minutes late every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, exactly showing up five are. minutes late and you know, showing up yeah. um, with your hair looking a mess. Let's call it like, worn out. Yeah. Like they're Tired. they're well aware that you rolled out of bed. Yeah. Big night the night yeah. before. Yeah. Um so we're gonna wrap up here. Um with you being who you are in okay. the uh in the association, you're the AWOL director. I am. What's uh What's a way for student veterans or veterans out there that are interested in, in approaching Auburn or going to Auburn in the future, what's something that they can do to kind of get involved with AWOL and give a, like a two-minute little bit about what AWOL is and how they can get in touch with you? Okay, so AWOL is the Auburn Warrior Orientation and Learning. So basically what it is, it's, is it's the student veteran. It's an orientation for coming to or attending Auburn University put on for student veterans by current student veterans. Uh, basically what we do is, is we get you guys in here and, uh, we show you the ins and outs of, you know, where everything is on campus, how to, how to work AU access, how do you work your e-bill, all this stuff that kind of gets thrown at you. We'll walk you through the canvas, you know, the online classroom stuff. Um, all this stuff that's kind of thrown at you day one. We, we, we want to kind of, as we used to say, break it down Barney style, right? Right. And, and kind of explain how everything works and what's important, what's maybe not so important, what you need to focus on, and then uh, we like you to sh- we like to show you where your actual classrooms are, and then we uh, we also give you lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sit around and you kind of get to meet your new family, right? You know, your yeah. safe space, your tribe. Yep. Um, I can remember my you know my first day. Yeah. I think I was either in the first or second class, AWOL class, something like that. And you know, you were in the first one that I put on. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, literally day one, that was it. Yeah. I, I had, I remember I had tears in my eyes of walking out cause you know, you're, you're nervous. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow, these are my people. This is where yeah. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. This is going to be great. And I'll never forget. And I've told this story a thousand times. Eldon Dodge. Yeah. You know, that's right. He, you know, Dodge, Dodge, old Dodge. Yeah. He, uh, you know, as we're walking out, he kind of stopped us, he, you know, and he said, uh, you know, Hey guys, you know, don't you know? Don't worry. It's like you you made it. You're here. Says, yeah. You took care of your troops out there. It's our time to take care, and you're here. You're part of our family. You're that's part right. of this. You found it. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, like, wow, like that's Auburn. That yep. is Auburn in a nutshell. Yep. That's Auburn. That's family. That's right. Um, but well, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, man. Um, best of luck to you. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, we'll move forward with some of those uh, fundraisers. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Give me good times. Yeah, good times give me a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, that is episode two of War Damn Veterans Been in the Fight. Tune in next week as we're going to have Jennifer Arona, an Army veteran who um, is a, an Auburn student now and is absolutely the backbone of the Veterans Resource yeah. Center on campus. Doesn't survive without her. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah. place is not run without Jennifer yeah. Arona. And we're going to pick her brain. I'm super excited. She's one of my best friends here on campus. Um, and just tune in next week for a little bit more uh, information on what is a student veteran. And as always, War Damn Veterans, War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, friend, we were there.